the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the best show opens in the business. I just love the smarty of the party, which, by the way, doesn't take too much. I'm John Caldera. It's three minutes after. Good morning. Welcome. The young Mr. Sangenberger is under the weather. So you got me. Don't worry. Not a permanent thing. Just for today. We will get through it together. How's that? Jimmy, if you're listening, get better soon. I heard he's I've heard he's lost his voice. Mind you, with such talk show perfection, I'm sure he has his voice insured for several million dollars. At least that's that's what I would think. All right, 303-696-1971. We've got so much to cover here locally, nationally. This is a this is a big day. Usually, I would go off with talk about a bunch of silly stuff first. Um, fortunately, Biden has decided he's he's going to stop being pushed around, um, being pushed around, and he 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 launched an attack. On several on seven facilities run by ran-backed military militias in Syria and Iraq. All right, good move. Yeah, good move. If you don't throw a punch every now and then, they don't take you seriously. Hmm. Combine that with a poll that I saw this morning about about um, things getting here it is going to pull it up half of us adults say israel has gone too far i've been waiting for this this was predictable associated press half of us adults say israel's 15 week old military campaign in gaza has quote gone too far a finding driven mainly by growing disapproval among Republicans and political independents, according to a new poll by the AP. Broadly, the poll shows support for Israel and the Biden administration's handling of the situation ebbed slightly further across the board. 31% of adults approve of Biden's handling of the conflict including just 46% of Democrats. Hmm. This is not a surprise. We could see this coming a mile away. From a moment after the shocks of the October 7th attacks on Israel, you could you could make it clear. America despises 
any sort of protracted military engagement. And then when you have a media that is Palestinian crazed, it's not, it's not a surprise. It is not a surprise. Understand, Israel dies without America. Like so many things of liberty and freedom and democracy, if we don't support Israel, they cease to exist. It's disappointing that so many conservatives are are disappointed in Israel. Let's see, it was just a couple nights ago, the, uh, an Israeli, was it the consulate? I'm trying to remember who put it on. Put on a private screening of video taken on, September, on October 7th. This is video that was captured by Hamas criminals. These were people who had GoPros on. These were these were security video. This were video taken from phones of the attack. And I was invited to go and see this. Everyone had to put their phones at the front of the theater. No phones allowed because they didn't want it recorded. And the horror was just terrifying. The brutality and hatred and joy that Hamas attackers had, these terrorists had, killing Jews, chopping their bodies up, beheading them, killing women and children indiscriminately. A couple of those horrors that stick out in my mind was a home security video of a father and two young boys trying to find a place to hide in their home. They were unsuccessful. The father was killed by a grenade boy lost his eye, and they are left screaming for their father in absolute abject terror. As the Hamas terrorists were screaming in joy, you could hear one boy say to the other, I think dad is dead, I think dad is dead, I think dad is dead and the other one calling for his father as a Hamas criminal pushes these kids back into their house, casually opens up the refrigerator, and starts drinking from beverages he finds there while these kids are screaming in terror. Just wild. A phone call that one of the terrorists made from a Jew he just killed. 
to his parents. Proud, proudly explaining that he has killed ten Jews with his own hands. Mom, Dad, he says, I've killed ten Jews. Praise Allah. And the parents weep with pride. This this stuff is scary. I I wondered about their decision not to allow people to videotape it. And you can see many of these clips online in different places. Security was tight in the theater that I that I watched this. They were worried about an attack. And it sure seems to me the more people see this type of footage, the more they realize how how Israel is not just hated, but the goal is to destroy it and to kill the Jews. You know, there is no compromise with a with an organization who just wants death to all Jews. So now, fifteen weeks in, as so easily predicted, Americans say that Israel has gone too far. Now, I don't think Israel has gone far enough. 303 696 1971. 1970, excuse me, 1970. It is 70, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it 71? It is 71. I wrote that down wrong. Shame on me. Shame on me. 696-1971. All right. Um, so I want to touch on that this morning. I also want to touch on a couple of Colorado-based based things. A terrible day yesterday for the Colorado Republican Party. Let's do the first one first. So there was a lawsuit from Representative Scott Bottoms against the legislature. Why? Because in the last legislative session, they passed they passed a terrible bill. They took away our Tabor refunds and and basically doubled the size of the earned income tax credit for low income Coloradans. It was a tax giveaway. It was a special interest tax uh, giveaway at the expense of our Tabor refunds. So we will get less so that a special interest group gets more, something that the governor said would never happen. If you recall, the the governor said he was going to get rid of special interest tax breaks, not create more of them. And there was a hullabaloo the day that it it passed the House because Representative Scott Bottoms wanted the bill read at length. And by the by the rules of the, of the legislature, if somebody wants the bill read at length, they've got to read it at length, which is a wonderful way to filibuster a bill. And these 
<laughs> poor office staff have to read it. And they read it as fast as they can, like a um, auctioneer. And they try to read the whole bill. Or they put it through a reading machine, but they have to do it at a speed that is recognizable. Well, Scott Bottoms claims he gave a note to the speaker to say, I want this read. He couldn't get acknowledged. Either the speaker ignored it, pretended to ignore it, or didn't get the note. How you prove one or the other, we don't know. So after it passed, Scott Bottoms, with help of the Colorado Republican Party, sues the state, saying, look, you you can't have you can't have that law because it was passed illegally. Interesting. It'd be a tough tough one to win, I think, because you need to have evidence that the speaker received said note and and that it was it was a proper way to inform that you wanted the bill read at length and that she willingly Denied it. There was a lot of evidentiary things that would have to happen at a trial. In any event, the Democrats decided to make it moot on Wednesday. On Wednesday, Polis signed the first law of the 2024 session. Very clever. They just repealed everything that passed on that original bill. The special session bill, which was um, 1002, that was a subject of of this lawsuit. They just repealed it, making the lawsuit completely moot. What What are you suing over? There is no such law. And then just replaced it with the exact same measure. I have no idea if it was read at length this time. But they obviously had the votes, and they said, instead of chancing losing this on a lawsuit, we'll just repeal the law that he's suing on, and we'll repass it in its entirety, making his lawsuit completely moot. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know the old saying about the evil party versus the stupid party? Chalk one up for the evil party. Now, the lawsuit will be moot. They still have their law. Maybe they read it at length or not. I don't know. That's a procedural question. And there you have it. What a clever, clever way to to take care of this problem from the Democrat side. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The author of Tabor, Douglas Bruce, who was in the state legislature for a short time, is thinking about running for Congress in the in the fifth congressional district where so many other people are are running. It'd be fascinating if he did. Mr. Bruce goes to Washington. We could we could talk about we could talk about that one as well. All right, but here's the other big hit for the Republican Party. So, 
They lost on the Scott Bottoms case. It's now moot. That is trying to undo this this doubling of the earned income tax credit welfare with our Tabor refunds. Nice try, good try. It it wasn't going to be. I know the party asked me for money. They probably asked you for money. They asked the Independence Institute, which I run for money. I politely demurred. Said no, it's not our not our job. And also, it's going to become moot. And lo and behold, it's moot. But on the larger issue, a federal court judge on Friday denied a request from the Colorado Republican Party to block unaffiliated voters from participating in its primary elections. I'm reading from Colorado Politics. Finding the GOP was unlikely to succeed in its constitutional challenge to a 2016 measure allowing for unaffiliated to vote in major party primaries. All right, so you know the you know the drill here. This has been a huge source of contention in the Republican Party. Absolutely huge. That the unaffiliated unaffiliated voters can vote in either major party primary here in Colorado. It's a semi-open system. And many, many Republicans hate that. I hated it myself. I'm starting to change my mind on it slowly. After a two-day hearing last week, U.S. District Court Chief Judge Philip A. Bremer concluded the GOP failed to show the passage of Proposition 108 nearly eight years ago had a measurable effect on Republican nominating contests since. Well, that'd be kind of a hard thing to prove anyway. At the hearing, the party presented no evidence. This is what, this is the quote. Quote, at the hearing, the party presented no evidence of crossover voting or any other evidence suggesting that unaffiliated voters or voters affiliated with rival parties might determine the party's nominee, the judge wrote. The party offered no evidence that unaffiliated voters changed the outcomes of any specific primary races in 2018, 2022, or 2020, or 2022, end quote. Since the passage of Prop 108, the state Republican Party has attempted to opt out of the primary elections with some conservatives bristling at the notion that non-party members would have a say in selecting GOP candidates. The effort has been unsuccessful. A 2023 vote of the party's Central Committee resulted in only 65% support for the opt-out, short of the necessary 75% threshold. For those who don't know, you can... The party can close its primary, but you need to get 75% of the central committee of the Republican Party to agree, and they won't do it. So it seems as though every place the GOP in Colorado is going, they hit a brick wall. 
we're going to sue on we're going to sue on this um, Scott Bottoms case. Nope, they just took away that victory. That wasn't hard to predict. We're going to get the Central Committee to close the Republican primary to make sure unaffiliateds can't vote in it. Nope, that didn't work. They didn't get enough. And then they go and sue. Here's here's the case. And a federal district judge says, no, the law is the law. We don't see any damage here. 303-696-1971, reading from Colorado Politics. Breber found the opt-out threshold was not so high that it burdened the GOP's First Amendment rights. Although the party's central committee was unable to marshal the 75% support for moving to a closed method of nominating candidates, multiple party officers testified that the GOP surpassed 75% approval for other matters routinely. The party's, quote, the party's inability to opt out of the semi-open primary for the last three election cycles is not due to an impossible structural barrier, but arises from robust policy disagreement within the party, the judge wrote. Well, you wouldn't be surprised that the guy who paid for Prop 108, Kent Theory, very wealthy man from the DeVita Corporation, called the ruling, quote, a reminder that elections belong to voters, not political parties. Keep in mind, unaffiliated voters, the largest block in Colorado. About 2 million people are unaffiliated and registered to vote. That's double the number of Democrats. And Republicans only have about 900,000 registered voters. How do you feel about this one? I think it was... Predictable. Dave Williams, the chair of the GOP, said it was a shame the judge relied on the false testimony of rhinos, the derogatory name for Republicans, in name only, but a victory that the court reaffirmed our party's legal right to decide our internal process for opting out. All right, fair enough. You get 75% of the Central Committee to opt out of the primary, there you have it. All right, give me a call, 303-696-1971. All in all, a bunch of swings and misses for the Colorado GOP this week. They're not winning, period. They're not winning in courts. They're not winning in courts. They're not winning in the legislature. Hmm. I'm John Caldera. In for, in for Jimmy. Keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS. 32 minutes after 7. Good morning. Welcome. I'm John Caldera. In for an ailing Jimmy Sangenberger. Can't blow his harmonica as well as he should this morning. Jimmy, please get better sooner. So a bad week for the Colorado GOP. They're... Signature lawsuit trying to throw out 
the semi-open primary system failed. The lawsuit to overturn a terrible, stupid, god-awful law. I wish they were successful, but they weren't, or they won't be, because the legislature made it moot. They just repealed the law that they passed and then passed it again. That way, that way, you can't sue over the old one. Brilliant. Brilliant. Let's go to the phones. 303-696-1971. So, let's chat with, let's chat with Marvin. Marvin, welcome. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you. Howdy there, John. Thank you for the call, sir. It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear you. John, I'm curious uh, for your take on uh, the Tina Peters, Tina Peters, Jenna Griswold uh, controversy. Well, Tina Peters is going to have her her time in court pretty soon. I saw the GOP is putting out a um, a call for people to come and support her in court, uh, which <laughs> which is nice. Which is you know it's good to have moral support when when you're going through a, a court case. <laughs> But it it doesn't it's not going to change what the judge does or what what's going to happen. I think it will be good to finally have resolution on this as she's um, as she goes through these trials and tribulations. I mean, I I like Tina. I think she is a passionate passionate woman. But the question is, did she did she take? <laughs> Did she take uh, election records illegally? I, I understand she was trying to prove a point. I I get that. But there's some things okay. you just can't do. All right. And how about the other side of that equation, John? Uh, I happen to uh, believe in Tina Peters and what she was attempting to expose. I do not believe she will get any kind of a fair hearing. Uh, it makes me chuckle to think that now she gets support from the GOP. And what, uh, what, Why don't you think she's going to get a fair hearing? Are you kidding me? In Colorado, uh, it's, the, the situation here is deplorable. And the GOP is nowhere to be seen anywhere. Uh, they're fully complicit with the Democrats in what has been foisted upon us ever since Joe stole the election. That doesn't answer my question. Why do you think she won't get a fair trial? Do you think that she well, won't be I'll able to? Are you, hang on, let me ask. Are you, do you think ahead. she won't be able to enter evidence that she chooses, um, that she won't be able to cross-examine those who are um, those who are accusing her? What, what, what exactly? Or do you just mean that she's she's innocent, but she's going to be found guilty because you like what she did. No, and my, my frustration here, John, is with the right-wingers who uh, get a, a, a bemused at the whole process, and I think it's a very serious thing. I feel in my heart as though I am disenfranchised. Uh, the voting system is rigged in America. As long as we have electronic devices connected to the Internet, controlled by outside forces, and as long as the Democrats are allowed to mail out mass... You're not answering my question about Tina Peters and a fair trial. 
Well, so you I, you I made the you, you put out the premise you put out the premise that you will not get a fair trial, um, right. and then I explained why. I told you because of the crooked Dems and the GOP in the state, and you're dodging the reason for my call, John. I called to query you, and you're dancing all around it. How do you feel about the Tina Peters case? Do you back Tina or do you back Jenna? John, I'm curious. I back the law. If Tina Peters took voter data against the law, then she okay, will be found fine. guilty, that's and I'm fine with that. Enough said. You don't need to go any further. As long as you believe that the law will win in the end, then uh, I would say that your party affiliation is aptly chosen, and good luck with your rhino GOP there, Mr. Caldar. All right. Thank you much. Interesting thought. Was the intention of Tina Peters' alleged crime a good intention? Was she trying to prove voter fraud? Yeah, probably. Doesn't matter. She broke the law. She likely broke the law. I imagine this case will not go well for her. And at some point, I wonder this question. When losing in politics, when losing in a democratic fashion, is it now just standard operating procedure that if you lose, it was stolen? Let me say it again. Is it now the standard operating position that you're never defeated in any election, that it was stolen? That that a vote was stolen. Was was the vote that destroyed Prop HH a bad vote? Was HH election stolen? Well, it went the way I wanted it to. Do you think in Colorado, in Colorado, not the nation, in Colorado, Donald Trump actually won the 2020 election? There's no possible way that that Trump won the election in Colorado. There's just no possible way. Uh, Ballots in Colorado are backed up by paper. And if you're going to make the accusation, you, you you need to prove it. What I see are lazy Republicans who don't want to do the difficult work of winning an election. It is so much easier to say, ah, it was stolen, and go back and grumble than it is to do the very hard work of vote harvesting. Get out the vote efforts, knocking on the doors. That's the tough work. That is the brutal work of electioneering. And over the last 15 years, in the state of Colorado, the left has perfected that technique and invested in it, actually knocking on doors, going to people who they know, if they were to vote, would vote their way. The data is really clear. It's not hard to to know which registered voters 
are more likely to vote for your team than the other team. The analytics are just remarkably accurate. That's why the left is so good, so very good, at knocking on the doors and vote harvesting, which is not illegal. It is how it is played in Colorado. And it's nothing that Republicans can't do just as well if they worked on it. You see, politics is the art of addition, of bringing people to your side, getting people who hate your candidate to still vote for your candidate. And I think Colorado's GOP is a master of subtraction, having a purity test that says, oh, you're not pure enough? Well, then you're not one of us. And to hell with you. That's not how you win elections. That's how you lose elections. And that's what happens in Colorado. How good is the left at this? So you've heard me talk about my son many times. He has Down syndrome. And so, of course, to my surprise, at the last election, he gets a mail-in ballot. Now, we never registered. He never registered to vote. But now, because of the new motor voter laws, all you need to do is get an official ID. He has an official ID from the state, so lo and behold, he gets a ballot. I'm holding on this ballot. I'm thinking, hmm, I could help him fill it out. He can't read. He can't write. He knows nothing of the issues. He would probably take my recommendations as to how to vote pretty well. I decide not to do that. Ethically, I have a problem with it. I know many other people do. For their incapacitated or developmentally delayed dependents, they'll, they'll vote for them. Technically, that's legal, too. I just couldn't do it. So his ballot doesn't go in. Four days before the election, in Boulder, I live in the People's Republic, in Boulder, there's a knock on the door. Two young, cheery volunteers from the Democratic Party are there to talk to my son to see if he needs any help in voting. Because by their analytics, 18-year-old, unaffiliated guy in high school, oh, that's a target demographic. I was like, yeah, he's right there. Talk to him all you like. <laughs> but the point is, if there was a district in the state that was safe as safe as safe could be, for Democrats, it's where I live. If you're the Democratic Party and you're going to go out and try to win legislative seats and you only have X amount of volunteers, would you send them to Boulder? No, those legislative seats are solid. Those seats are just fine. You don't have to worry about them. You send those people to, to the t closely contested districts where Republicans have a chance of winning, and you bring those people out to, to vote harvest 
for the Democrats. The Democrats' machine is so good, they've got that covered. They're even vote harvesting in their safest, most liberal areas where they know they've got it all. Isn't that nuts? That's how good they are. Now, how many times have you had somebody knock on your door asking for your ballot? I'm assuming, as a KNUS listener, you're probably you're probably more right-leaning. That's my guess. Could be wrong. And a lot of a lot of hardcore Republicans don't turn in their ballot until election day or very close. So for those weeks while they're trying to get the ballots in, how many times have a Republican knocked on your door saying, "Excuse me, Mr. Smith, do you need any help voting? We've noticed you haven't turned in your ballot yet. We just want to make sure that." Everyone participates in our democracy. Do you need a stamp? Do you need us to deliver it for you? Do you need some help filling it out? I've never had a Republican knock on my door to vote harvest. But I have with Democrats. Amazing. 303-696-1971. Republicans like to claim that elections were stolen when, in fact, Mostly, at least in the state of Colorado, it's because Republicans don't want to do the tough, hard, boring, expensive work of engaging unaffiliated voters and getting their ballots. Tell me I'm wrong. 303-696-1971. I'm John Caldera. In for Jimmy. Keep it here. 710 KNUS. Seven minutes to the top. I can't believe it's February 3rd already. Help us. Please help us. I'm John Caldera in for Jimmy. A little under the weather, not to worry. I think he might just survive. We haven't uh, poached his harmonica just yet. The number here, 303-696-1971. I wrote a column about a week ago. It was in the um, Gazette about, about the change in talk radio over the years. And my buddy Pete Boyles is hanging around in the back, sipping coffee, I'm going to see if I can chat with him in the 9 o'clock hour about about the column and just about how Denver talk radio has changed over these years. That would be terrific. Let's get to the phones. 303-696-1971. Joe, good morning. You're with Caldera. Well, good morning. First of all, I hope Jimmy gets better. I hope so, too, although if, if he loses his voice permanently, it <laughs> might be more work for me. Well, that's true, too. Now, think about um, this. If he just loses his voice, he could still play harmonica. He just can't do talk radio. <laughs> you could be a, a stand-up team. Yeah, he could, he could do the bumper music, and I can, I, I, can do the, I can do the talking. There you go. Hey, I have a, a <clears throat> I guess I could a concern. Um, I read this article recently, and you can look it up, and the audience can look it up, whoever's listening, but it's Alex Halderman. And he's a computer specialist in, uh, from Michigan, and he's an engineer and professor. And he went before the Georgia Dominion. Now, I don't know if they're voting machines. They say they're Dominion, and I think ours are. But he hacked a machine and said they have vulnerability. You can change the voting count. Now, that case is still going on. And 
what's concerning is that, like I said, I'm not sure if their machines are exactly like ours, but they are Dominion. And he, so the judge, and he did it in front of the judge. The judge said, well, you, this is a machine you've had in your possession. So they brought in other machines just at random. And he did it to every single one. And that you can change the voting count and they can be hacked. So I don't know what's going to come out of this court case, but look it up. I think well, it would I'm, be wise to follow it. It would be interesting to follow it. Let me ask you, do you yeah. think do you think Donald Trump won the Colorado vote in 2020? Oh, I doubt. I mean, I kind of doubt. We're, we're so Democrat here and, yeah, exactly. and we're so fickled. You know, you were talking even this morning about how people are looking differently at Israel for crying out loud. I mean, you go in and slaughter people and you think that's okay. No. And we're so, fickled. So we're, here we're, in Colorado, terrible. here in mm-hmm. Colorado, and this is our world. I can't, yeah. show, I can't change any other state, but we've got some influence here. The Colorado GOP, by its very title, Colorado GOP, can work on Colorado issues. Getting out the vote is not rocket science. It's hard No, work. John, it's not. But, John, if you have vulnerabilities in your machines, doesn't matter how many you get out. But, listen, I'm going to go. I'm just saying look up that well, case, it, court case I just and want to take that. I want to take that, that comment. Go ahead. If if the machines are broken, then mm-hmm. I guess we just shouldn't vote at all. You know, well, the, you know what? You, you can know, what, only what is, do the What best is your you plan of action if you believe that Colorado's voting machines are my plan of unreliable. action? Number one, we would audit them. The, 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 they are. They, the, well, they, I guess are, they said they were All elections are audited. I would go to a. Uh, I know it's probably impossible at this point, but I would eventually try to get a paper um, one day election voting. That's just. I would love you know, to go back to, to single time. day voting. I'd love to go to back to voter ID. Right. I would love to do all that. That's like saying, boy, I <laughs> I wish the Major League I Baseball know. didn't have the uh, designated hitter rule. But I know, it but does. think how beautiful that was. I mean, I used to stand in line. With other people and patriots of America, it might have been snowing. I mean, I remember. Going I get it. I get snow. it. But we're doing we're doing the singing the Barbara Streisand song of the way we was. All right, but what's yeah, better, so that, having integrity or but not? But uh, that's not going to change what we have now. I got to run. Thanks for the call. Take we'll play this in the next hour. Also, guess who hit the Rhino list? It was me. Back after this, you're on KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.